Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brent Sprint back at it with another high school football podcast alongside, of course, the one and only Chris Smith or Chris oh, what, Top Doggy Dog. Is that what it was? No, <laughs> the with official last Top week? Dog. Come on, man. It's Top Dog. <laughs> how's your, uh, how's your uh, Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? How's your Wednesday going? It's hump day. I'm loving it, man. Beautiful weather. It's a little hot, you know. It's been a little, I'm getting a little sick, coming down with a little something, something. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's the middle of the high school football season. I'm excited to, to be here on Night 7.2 to fan with you. Talk about high school football once again. I'm excited about it too. I'm also getting a little sick. I had this little like you know itch in the back of the throat. That's you know, like the little, I've been taking that Zycam. You know, shameless plug to Zycam. I yeah, guess does that work? Um, it's helped out in the past. As of right now, it's just kind of still lingering. So, yeah. but I think it's lack of sleep for both of us. No doubt. And we're on the beat all the time. All We're the trying time. to constantly uh, cover the no high school days football. Off. Uh, speaking of uh, you know some news in high school football, a little bit of uh, stuff down in uh, East Lake. Uh, if you want to uh, touch on that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of rumor bills going on right now. The only thing I can tell you is that it appears, it's being reported, that uh, John McFadden has un- un- unfortunately been suspended um, pending an investigation that's going, down, down, going on down there at East Lake. Uh, don't have too many details about that right now. Uh, I'm sure as time unfolds, you know, things will come out. Um, but there's a lot of rumors out there. Guys, I'll say this. Don't believe everything you hear or see on Twitter. You know, innocent until proven guilty, uh, you know. Whatever the case may be, we wish John the best of luck, and we wish the, the East Lake Titans the best of luck as well for the rest of the season. And that's uh, what we'll cover uh, on that for that sub- subject. Uh, we have a, I threw out a Twitter mailbox this week, and we actually have a lot of people uh, commenting on Twitter. So we'll, we'll get to that later on uh, in the show. Of course, uh, you know the big thing coming in uh, to this week is not necessarily games, although the Helix game was a good game, a Helix beating Saints. Uh, another, another impressive win for Helix, and can they keep it going against Oaks Christian? We'll talk about that later on on um, but I think the big one coming into it was last night and the drop of the playoff rankings and how drastically different they are from Cal preps or any ranking that we've had in, in terms of, of human rankings for the Union Tribune or my rankings or your rankings or or what have you um, I, this is you know everybody's saying it's going to play itself out but this to me a little bit might be a little cause for concern because they're coming up with their own rankings and they're doing it for the first time, and to have that much disparity between what they used to have and what they have now I think is a little cause for concern. I mean, the big shocker, I'll just come out and say it, since everybody's talking about this, Steel Canyon number two? I mean, I think everybody was shocked when they saw Steel Canyon number two. I, I was I was stunned. I think we had the top eight teams. I had the same top eight teams they had in there, uh, nine to ten. You know, we've talked about this. They're interchangeable, this and that. But listen, dude, I, I don't have a degree in quantum physics. So I have no idea how they came up with these rankings. I I don't get them either. But you're talking about solely Division One open, right? I that mean, you is gotta, correct. But that's how we do our rankings. If yes. you look at Cal preps, most of the D one schools are in the top ten. But now, right. but if you do power rating wise, 
and you look at it through all the divisions and you rank it based on their power rating, here's here's your top ten. You ready for this? Yeah. Helix one, Steel Canyon two, Cathedral three, Saints four, Santana. Right now is ranked the fifth best team in San Diego County. Right. Uh, Scripps Ranch sixth, Bishop seven, Carlsbad eight, Grossmont nine, Lincoln ten, and then eleven is Oceanside. Vincent Memorial is twelve, Santa Fe Christian thirteen, Morris fourteen, and Madison fifteen. Yeah, but um, let me ask you. Let me ask you. So we're talking about those power rankings. You're talking about their overall power ranking numbers. That doesn't supersede what division they're in. So a, team, a D2 team can't jump into D1 playoffs, right? I understand. Yeah, no, you can't. But what I, what it, what's, what's weird to me is you have your division set up on Cal Preps, but then you do your own rankings to determine the playoffs in that. Um, I don't know how a team like Santana or Scripps can have a power ranking of an 11 and a team like Carlsbad can have one of about like eight. Shouldn't you? I mean, I can understand maybe a couple D2 teams being better than some D1s and maybe some D3s being better than some D2s. But the fact that you have a D5 Vincent Memorial team better than a handful D1 teams based on their power rating, I think is kind of ridiculous. You know what that tells me? What? I better go watch Vincent Memorial. Yeah, exactly. That's all that tells me. Look, well, I don't I, understand. I this, like man. Santana for D4. It. I think they're a really good football team. I think Scripps is good for D3. But, I mean, we all know if, if Carlsbad played Santana, who's winning that game? Rutwell Reggie. Right? Exactly. I mean, I don't understand. And you can't just say it's margin of victory uh, thrown in there because, again, you bring up Steel Canyon, right? Uh, now, see, I don't know. See, I, I well, well, think about it. So, so let's break it down. Steel Canyon and Saints because they both played three of the same teams. Right. Okay? Steel Canyon beat Benita Vista, I think it was like by like a touchdown or something. Right. Saints beat them by... 35 or right. whatever it was. But Saints lost. Uh, yeah, I understand that. But Saints lost to Helix. Right. But you still have a loss, right? That's, yeah, but here's here's the thing. Steel Canyon's uh, best win is 10 points better than Cathedral and Saints' worst win. I, I'm just saying, it's like, how 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 can your best win— You see the win... buggy-eyed look on my face right now? Yeah. We're getting way too far into the thing. Well, I'm Listen, just— I, I don't know. I don't I'm know just what to saying, say. I have like, no idea how, how, they how can you— uh, well, you ever I, seen I a dartboard? I think my biggest argument— is what was wrong with the Cal Preps ratings where you had to drastically change it to this? I think somebody just wanted to put their name on it. They their own put their name on it. On it. I, I don't know. But don't then know. there's other factors, too. It's like they didn't rate the out-of-town teams. Right. So They didn't now rate them got, high enough. Like, I mean, well, the, they the previous, they were like 50 if you beat like a team that had 75% winning percentage. I mean, I got all that. I understood that. But the thing but with this Ca- makes no sense to but me. I don't understand with, this. The thing with Cal Preps is it's all based on every team in the country, so exactly. it's easier to rate. But it's yes. like... How how did CIF rank Centennial and Oaks Christian and and Loyola and you know all these teams that all of well, our have teams we are seen playing that out yet though? Have they have they put that out there? Have they, they put the whole formula yet. or how they're no. coming with it? Has anybody seen it? Hey, listen, if you guys have seen it, anybody out there will listen to the podcast. If you've seen it, send it to Brandon, send it to me. I gotta wrap my brain around how they came up with these numbers because I'll tell you right now, I have no idea. I don't get it and I don't understand. I don't understand it either. And now all of a sudden, you got coaches like uh, Drew Smith over at. Sarah, who's going, well, if it's mostly, if you're going to get more points for having a better record, I'm going to go schedule Julian and Foothills Christian, and I'm going to schedule Vincent Memorial, and I'm going to schedule all these teams you, just to rack up some wins. Play, you might not want to play Vincent Memorial right now. I know. Right, as of right now, they're like the 12th best team right. in the county, apparently. I didn't right. realize that. But to me, it's like, when it, in term, like, I don't really care. Like, the UT thing, it's fun. I mean, we all vote. We have our opinions, yeah, right? Yeah. And then it's like, and you have all these different rating systems, but when in terms of the playoffs, 
you kind of have to have those be, I don't know, accurate. Because if they're not accurate, all of a sudden you're going to have just these ginormous blowouts and games that don't make any sense. And all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, what, what were we doing giving this team this seed and this team another seed? Uh, I think hey, whatever, let me go back. They, I, are you old enough to remember when they used to bring all the coaches yes, into I one am. room? And yeah, because my dad used to this, go like, to those meetings. Two, three hour, like, just lecture Which halls. Was horrible. And, because now that all of a sudden insane, you got teams man. like. Let's I went just, there one time, and I tell you what, I will never, ever, ever do anything like that again in my life. It's that was the horrifying. dumbest thing because every coach is sitting there talking about how every team they played is some. Uh, it's ego world chest beater and, team, and, and, and then and chest and then, bumping. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 obnoxious. It horrible. So that's why. And, I and say like I hated coaches. Too. After that night, there was a couple of coaches. I remember there was one coach in particular. I won't say any names. After that night, I was like, dude, I don't even like that guy anymore. I don't like you, dude. I just Stop. don't like you because you're, just, you're so full of yourself. You're just spewing but he had to, of and, and BS the, to try to sell your but team. But that system, I mean, you know, you look at the two. I, I Obviously, I guessed it before. I don't, I don't get the new system. But if you look at the old system, that was even worse. I mean, there were teams that would go in there that were like 8-3, and three, and they get a 9 seed. And I'm like, what? And it was all based upon, honestly, politics and who you got along with as a coach. Right, exactly. And then, like, all of a sudden, if you're, I'm not, I'm not going to name teams. All of a sudden, you're one team from a league, and you, you win your league. All of a sudden, you're talking up the worst team in your league, thinking that they're the best team ever right. that you face, right. just so it looks like you know we got to get all our teams up so I can get a better seat. Right. Or teams talking themselves out of it, so they don't have yeah. to play a team that's higher up than that. You know, and, and that's all the politics aside. Um, I think what we just came from the Cal Preps ratings was was perfect. It's fine. It's good. I know, is there going to be disparity? Uh, you know, disparities and 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 some you know some problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have a team like who was the team it, last this, year that went five? Crawford did Crawford go five and five and not make the playoffs? Yeah, or so or some, was, was it Morris or it, it was some school that deserved to be in the playoffs that went five and five. They didn't go. A team that went two and eight went. Right. There was like two of those. Right. Over a span of like what four years since they started doing the open playoffs, right. um, but for me. They did. It might have actually been more than that. I think it was a couple years ago. There was another one. There, there was, was two a couple. Or three. It, they've had. It, they've not, had a handful. For the but, most but part, it's been consistent. If you look at the highest division, how many times did they hundred percent accurately predict the first round? I mean, the seating wise. The seating oh, wise. I, I, Every single year, we talked yeah, about this yeah. last week. Top right? four, top eight. The top always, four. Were the only one I ever go. felt bad for over the last four years. I'll just say this was when Tory Pines went out there, had to go play that last game, and they won. And their reward. Was to travel to Cathedral and play at <laughs> Cathedral. That's the only one I ever really felt bad for. But that was a more of like having four teams aside from eight teams, right? That right. was more of a four-eight team right. deal, not necessarily getting the seedings right. I think they they messed up one time, and they had Madison not in the open when they deserved to be, and they got bumped down to D one. But they ended up winning a state championship, so it doesn't really. I mean, they're probably okay with that at this point. But uh, but for me again, I and it's not just the. I can understand Helix being in front of Cathedral and Saints and vice versa. I'm actually not too against the. I mean, on paper, it's like, why is still Canyon ranked against the two teams that, you know, went out and beat some teams out of section? That's not even the biggest one. To me, the biggest jump is you look at D2, and on Cal Preps, Vista's one, and on the CIF rings, they're eight. Yeah, that's, that is a huge draw. I mean, it's right, not like it's like and it's not like the top four teams are rearranged. Well, no, or, hold on. Let, let's back up because let's talk about that for a minute. Because you know, I got blown up in Coach's Corner. Uh, you know, some of the coaches over there, Vista, didn't take too kindly that I said they should. They're not a top ten team. So let me address that. You know, they played what Mal Carmel. They played. They beat Mal Carmel. They beat uh, RBV. And they beat they beat that uh, St. Margaret's team out of yeah. town. That's 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 a good matchup for our small private schools, right? But like, 
you know my philosophy on this. You know, unless unless you beat a big dog, you're not going to be a big dog. They did hammer Morse, too. But, yeah, again, Morse is a D3 team that won a D3 championship last year. So it's not like you're going out there beating, you know, like the Tory Pine who was in the Open last year or a Madison or, you know, a top-tier team that's been there for the last three or four years. So, no, I'm not going to put you in the top ten unless you knock somebody out, a legitimate contender. That's like saying, you know, you in the minor leagues in boxing and, you know, you went five rounds with a guy and you knocked him out, but you haven't fought a Mike Tyson. If you beat a Mike Tyson, yeah, I'll give you respect. But until then, well, you know our rule, right? It's like be. I'm gonna have all my D1 teams. Or yep. first, they've already yep. determined. Well, again, that's based on Cal Preps, so we won't get into that too much. But like, those are the top 16 teams. But again, it's not disrespect, and no. I think people need to understand. I'm not disrespecting the team as much as I am. You haven't earned my respect. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna give you kudos for just showing up. I don't think a lot of teams or schools really understand top 10. Right? No, I think, no, I, you know, it's funny because no, I'll tell you what, of, hold there's on, a, there's hold a on. lot let me, of schools let me back that up. are undefeated. That let me give kudos to one guy that you haven't heard me give kudos to in a long right. time. San Diego's high school's head coach, Charles James, and I talked last Sunday, and he goes, you know what, Chris? I get it. You know, I am where I am as a program, and I don't complain when, when we're not listed in the top 10. When people tell me we should be a top 10 team, I'm like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> and he actually gets it. Like, he doesn't complain, argue, or say anything about it because he realizes that those programs and what it takes to run a Division One, you know, program year in, year out. That is the resources you have, the amount yeah, of kids you the have. The amount of coaches you have, you know, the turnover that you have to deal with. You know, he's like, well, this team I'm playing with this year is not as good as last year's team. You know, so he understands that you're going to have, especially, I would say, in inner city football, maybe not so much the rural football, but in the inner city, there are up years and there are definitely down years. And, you know, you might get a class that comes in there, has three or four really, really good players, and that year you're going to be really, really good. Yeah, exactly. And then when those kids graduate, you know, that sophomore class was 0-10. You know, it's feast or famine to some of these schools. Uh, I agree with that. It's tough because, you know, it's just – the thing is with the the way they determine playoffs now and not being enrollment, all of a sudden it's it's, it's, there's some give and take. The give is you get schools like San Diego High. You got schools like – um, you know, a Morse or maybe, you know, some schools. If you think about the past champions down in D4, like Monta Vista, um, who used to be really good, but then, you know, kind of went down and then kind of came back up. But talking about some schools that would never, ever have a chance to play for a CIF championship in their enrollment, right? Okay. Like, think about San Diego High playing in D1, right? Remember, they used to, they're a D1 size right. school, right. and they, they're just, they don't have the numbers of the size of their football the team to, to play with, you know, the old. You know, back in the day, the fall bricks of the world, right? Right. right. Um, so now they have an opportunity to win, which is great. I think it's awesome. They get the opportunity, but the only downside is, is and it's not the co- the coaches know. Yeah. Most adults know. It's the parents and some of the players. They go, "We're undefeated. We just won Seattle. We can compete now with the you know open division that? teams." And you're like, "You really can't." Like, yeah. Let's pump the brakes here. Right. I mean, we call it the Kool Aid effect. Exactly. I mean, a lot of teams, when you start getting on a winning streak or, you know, everybody wants to see their kid be successful. I get that. I'm not against that. You have kids. You right. understand. I want to see that. But, look, if my son goes out there and goes against a 230-pound linebacker and gets his, you know, bell rung, I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm a realist. You got to be real with yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror, look your kid in the mirror and be like, you know, I've had parents come to me, the kid's five, six, a buck, 40. Oh, my God, D1. No, he's not. No, he's not. Even Quit if he's 5'8", dude. Quit he's playing <laughs> yourself. Stop drinking your Kool-Aid. And I think it's the same thing when you come to some of these teams. I think that, you know, they get caught up in the emotion. Even some coaches get caught up in the emotion of like, hey, we got a big win. We're undefeated. Rah, 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 rah. We can beat X, Y, Z. And it's like, er, 
Hold How many times have you seen that in the playoffs where a team that's like nine and one they feel like they get banked. they get disrespected right by their seating. All of a sudden they got a five Listen, or a six seed I will instead of a fourth round buy, and then they play the first round buy team and they get worked and they go, "What happened?" It's yeah. like, well, I'm going to guarantee you, it's going to happen this year. You're going to see somebody get a get a, a lower seed. They feel like they should, and you're going to come out with the hashtag slept on us. Oh yeah, exactly. Right? That you're going to see it. A coach is going to do it. Mark my word, a coach is going to do it. Somebody's going to say something. We'll point it out too, by the way, because we're 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 fans of everybody here. <laughs> so we'll point it out, no problem. We'll add it on our uh, our mailbag, and then they're going to go out and get mollywhopped. Yeah. Well, how many times have you seen the teams like, all right, you're a five and five team, you don't get in, you complain that a one and eight, one and nine team get, makes it, and how many times does that one and nine team win? Well, it's, it's a handful thing. of times. Listen, it's the same thing with the NCAA brackets. What's the best right. bracket? You take a five twelve matchup every time. Yeah, exactly. I'll take a five twelve every time because the twelve is usually like a conference champion, right? They went like thirty and one. And then you got a team that's like you know mid tier you know power five school, and then they, they and they got nothing to lose. Exactly. Listen, you don't ever want to be in a dogfight or a football game with a person or a player or a coach that's got nothing to lose. We saw it last year with Grossmont and Madison. Yep. Grossmont upset Madison. Grossmont had no business being in that game. I don't want to talk about that game. All right. That you got hurt. your own your own personal. I'm in my feelings about that game. Um, and I mean, so we were talking about the rankings, and I I disagree. I think honestly, I I think CIF has had enough phone calls from coaches to like go, okay, maybe we got to reevaluate this. I don't know. I Wait. I honestly the D ones though. I got to point this out. The D ones. You saw it on Twitter. How what percentage did I have right of the ten teams that were in there? How many did I have right of ten? Dude, there's sixteen teams in D one. You picked ten of them. Eight. I was <laughs> eight out of ten. I will take eighty percent in Vegas every day of the week. <laughs> Every day of the week, I'm on my kudos. Come on. You got 8 out of 16 teams. No, I got 8 out of 10. I only There's picked only 10. There's yeah, only 16 teams. Yeah, but you only picked D1 schools. And I got schools. 8. All right, you know what? I'll give you the kudos. All right, You want a kudos you. bar? You got it's one? It's funny you brought that up. My sister like called my mom the other day. She got kudos in class, and she's like, can you send me kudos bar? She's in college, whatever. Is that a thing? There used to be a thing. There used to be a kudos bar. Is that where it came from? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think that's what it came from. Oh. But that's just the name history of the bar. lesson. I don't know what the I don't know what came first, the kudos bar or the kudos. Wow. You remember kudos bars? Well, I do. I do. I, I haven't seen one in a long time. So my sister's like, I was like, Wait, Sid. do I? No, I don't remember those. I remember the phrase, but I never actually they're saw kudos like, bar. They're kind of like a candy bar. Hey, why is that plane getting so close to this building? Because what is that Montgomery Field right there? I can like wave at the pilot. That's how low they fly. That's kind of scary, man. Dude, I, that's sorry. We, we talked about this before. My bad. Um, but again, here's my thing. Last thing on the ra- on the ratings, okay? Because it determines playoffs. So that's why I have some beef with it. Here's my last thing. There's something else that they forgot to put in there that's not just margin of victory because you can't have that giant gap of just margin of victory. Again, in my two cents, talk to Freeman. He's the one that runs Cal Preps. He's the one that came up with the formula. Um, is we've he talked, the scientist? His name is, is Freeman. He does the Freeman ratings. That's where you see on Max Preps. That's what you see on Cal Preps. Freeman made it. Okay, We okay. all on the same page. Okay, Freeman. Freeman. This is what he said in terms of margin of victory. According to the formula they have, based on your rating, okay, let's just say a team's at a rating of a 20, they're playing a team of a 60. Uh, based on that, they determine how many points the team by 60 should win by. Okay, are we following so far? So let's just say, for case in point, Cathedral is playing, um, let's just say, let's just say Helix is playing Cathedral, right? Helix is favored by a touchdown. Okay, according to like their formula, they would say that that Helix would win by seven points. Now, based on the margin of victory, anything that you win by fourteen more than you're supposed to win counts as just fourteen more than you're supposed to win. So, if Helix favored by seven wins by twenty-one, it's the same as if they won by twenty-eight. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Okay, so four, so add two touchdowns to whatever the margin is supposed the margin to be, is, right. and that's your cap. Right. So it's a way to eliminate running up the score. Right. So now, if you got a team like, um, let's just say for for case in point, and I don't want anybody at the school to get offended. I'm just using your school as an example. Southwest San Diego is taking on San Augustine, and San Augustine's favored by 45 points. If they win by 45 plus 14, that's their cap. But again, it's like they're not intentionally trying to run up the score. That team should win by that amount of points if they just played throughout the entire game. Um, so you run into some issues with that, right? Because all of a sudden you're like, well, they ran up the score. It's like, well, they should probably beat this team, even with their backups in, by this amount of points. Again, I'm just using two teams as an example. I'm not calling out Southwest San Diego or you know saying yeah, Saints Southwest. runs up the score on people. I'm not saying any Wait, of that. Wait, did you just say Saints runs up the score I on people? I did not say that. I think I heard you say that. No, I was saying I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. So anyway, what, I, what I'm saying clarifying. is the problem was, right, with Cal Preps that we've heard from all the coaches, Chase Osborne said it, um, not Chase Osborne, Chase Carlo has said it because um, his dad's Tom Carlo and he's part of the meetings, he's part of the advisory board. They were concerned about teams running up the score. So they came up with their own formula to eliminate that by getting rid of margin of victory, which I think is a mistake because beating a team by two and beating a team by 30 are two totally different teams especially when you got high school different sports. games i agree because yeah. yeah, again it's not like the nfl where a win is a win right Dude, when did this become vegas with like spreads and stuff what, what is this well, high school what, football I, man what i'm saying is like well college football is the same way because there's so many teams right there's so many teams that you cannot just say well a win is a win you, like alabama i'm not gonna use alabama as an example but like let's let's look at like a college football team they play a bunch of fcs schools and they're nine and oh but you, you gotta talk about games. the strength of schedule you mean what? Pay games. yeah exactly somebody bring me my money right um, alabama's playing chattanooga tennessee yeah so they rack up four wins there and then it's a, it's about strength of schedule because there's so many teams you need a strength of schedule type format it's not like the nfl where everybody's elite right so right. now you got to talk about margin of victory there's a lot of things that's a, that it, i think that's a polite way to say uh point spread it is Margin of victory, Margin point, of victory spread. point spread. I did. What, are you gambling on games now? I'm just saying. You, you got mad are? at me last week because I talked about having an app for kids, like a FanDuel thing for, for kids that's and gambling, but yeah. you're talking about point spreads. Well, that's I'm talking about margin of victory because that plays into a factor of how good you are. All right, man. We're getting down a, a long path, but that's my last thing on the ratings. I think something needs to be fixed because... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, I got my first question. Giant I got my first question. Can we do a question? You going for the mailbag? Yeah, I'm going for the mailbag. Right, I got, got one it? from, and this is about college. And since you're a coach at a private school, I'm going to okay. let you answer this one because I ain't touching it. This is from Ernesto Gonzalez. You know Ernie. Ernie SD on, on Twitter, at Ernie at underscore SD, is the question is, if coaches are coaching to prepare players for college, why do they still run the wing tee? What colleges actually run the wing tee? Um, my answer to that, working for a college and in Division One football, okay, in the recruiting office, they don't care what you run. And really? maybe that's just the school I'm at. They don't care. 
They want to see your tape. They want to see how good you are. They better see it in the first three plays, or they're turning it off. That's I mean, that's essentially like when I was. So you don't at, think in offense that you were in the high school transitions to recruiting at all? It's I I think for some schools it does, but I think for the majority of the big schools, they do not care. They just want to see if you can. Ball they want to see athletes because here's here's the bottom line. How many times have you seen kids? That are not nearly as athletic. Like, let's say, let's put case in point. I've seen so many high school football players that are five nine that are unbelievable athletes that would be that are really great football players. No D one offers. I have seen I have seen a ton of six four ginormous human beings that are shoes. not yeah, exactly. football players right. that are getting all sorts of D one offers. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this is the difference. It's their size. They're looking first for size, and then they're looking if you have any type of athletic ability whatsoever, and they're going to make you into a stud. Because the college philosophy is, I, I, coach I'm that. coaching. I'm, a, I'm at college. I'm a good enough coach where I can make this kid into a star. Right. Okay. The other thing is too, and I've talked about this before in the terms of Sean Poma and Elion Noah and their size, and um, you know that's kind of a yeah, detriment to them test, because right. they are both great football players Fantastic. and I think we both agree on that absolutely um but the knock on them and I talking to a recruiter it's like look if I bring in a kid like him who's like five seven five eight and he doesn't pan out that's my job absolutely you're fired I mean it's just like they don't like it's you bring in four dudes that are six four and one of them pans out all right you brought in the guy that pans out and right. then they can kind of work with the six four right. guy but if you bring in a kid that already looks really small and then he doesn't work you look like a fool and it's not it's it's their job, um, and they know they make it, but that's like food on the table for their families. I mean, they got to pick up and move if they get fired from a co- college coaching. It's a different. Is, it's different, man. Yeah. Um. It's it's not a long time. So I, to paraphrase, you're saying it doesn't I matter. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't okay. Matter no, to recap the question, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I, I can speak for, for the school that I was at and what they're looking for. They're looking for size. They're looking for you to wow us. I don't really care what you run. I'm going to make you into the star that I need. And here's the other thing, too. They don't recruit you based on your position. Mm. You, TCU, you know, remember Jerry Hughes? Mm-hmm. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. He's a mm-hmm. great defensive end. Yeah. Do you know what he played in high school? Wide receiver. Running back. He was a running back. Okay. They turned him to a defensive end. All their sa- all their middle linebackers at TCU, all safeties, all fast corner type guys in, in, in high school. They put. Be- so here's the deal. I'm going to see an athlete. It doesn't matter what they run. It doesn't matter what offense they're in. It doesn't matter, um, you know, how good they are per se. They're looking for size. They're looking for speed. They're looking for what fits their team, and then they find a role for them on their team, and they know they can coach them up to answer that question. I, mean, I got a secondary question for you. Came up last week with a coach. This is this is my question. We'll get back to grab back a little bit. But if a player, if one of your teammates gets an offer, Mm-hmm. Say he say you're a senior, he's a junior. That kid gets the offer, you don't. As a senior, are are you happy for him? And, and what about the parents? Should the parents be happy for the other kid? Is there a jealousy amongst this, or what's the right way to handle that? Well, I think human nature is there's going to be a jealousy, right? It's going right. to be like, what, what? Did I, well, how come I'm not getting that? And he is. Um, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you see it in professional sports in terms of playing time and and, and helping out. It's like, hey. I'm the guy that's been here a long time. But let me ask you this. Is the coach of that team responsible for that? Again, college, See, I don't think so. I, I think college recruiters I think college recruiters know, they Yeah, they want what they want. They know what they're looking for, right? Like, let's, let's again, I, I, I use TCU as an example because I know how they operate because I was part of right. the program. They're looking for speed. Right. You could be a badass middle linebacker, hard-nosed, whatever, big dude, and your back, your guy next to you could be the speed guy. 
and TCU might want the speed guy because he fits their right. defense. What they different. want. It's and what and they remember, want. it's sometimes. I mean, like I was talking to to um, oh goodness, San Diego State's Rocky Long one year. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about a local player here in San Diego, and I sat down. And I'm like, Coach, what about this dude? He, he's a guy. He said, Yeah, Chris, he's a guy. But he uses one key phrase. I try to tell people, he's not the right fit. He doesn't fit here. He doesn't fit what we do and, and how we do it. It's it's and a I don't lot think parents things. and coaches and people all around the county are always asking like. How come this guy didn't go there? How come they didn't offer this guy? You know what? The bottom line is, this is what these guys get paid to do for a living, mm-hmm. and they feed their families on it. Exactly. I can't answer those questions. You can't answer those questions. We can speculate all we want to. But coaches, I think coaches in San Diego are doing a great job of trying to get their, their players' recognition to go to college. And I don't think ultimately they're really responsible to make sure your kid gets a scholarly. Yeah. And it's it, not their job. We see that all the time, and it's kind of like you kind of have to do it yourself, and you have to basically show the initiative – um, because as good as you are in, in saying that they'll find you, you have to give them an opportunity to find you. You have to give them, uh, you have to go out and make your huddle tapes. You have to send it to a lot of people. You have to just keep marketing yourself as an individual. And you have to kind of do that on your own because a lot of the high school football coaches, the head coaches, they're teachers, they're admin people. They got so many different things that they got to worry about on top of the recruiting. And, and the ones that get there are great. Um, but it's not necessarily like, like I, I walk into Cathedral's head coaching office, they have stacks of letters all over the place all the time. And I'm I'm sure that's the same way for uh, a lot of different high schools, um, but it's there's a lot of things, and a lot of those too are not just automatically like offers. They're like, hey, you should come check out our camp, or hey, you should send us your tape, or whatever it is. Um, I, I think the best advice I can give is for kids and for parents to be proactive. Okay, put together put together your own highlight tape. Don't have music on it. Okay. Right. The Nobody wants to hear that. Matter. It does not you help don't you. Need, all you need to do is point out who the guy is, who you are, and wow me in the first three plays. And if you don't do that, you're not going to get a lot of offers from D1 schools. The other thing I'm going to throw in there, don't be afraid. If you want to keep playing football, don't be afraid to play at a school that's not a D1 school. Absolutely. I always say that too. And I think we have a lot of kids here in San Diego that do that. They follow their dream and they go, look, I could I have done that, played for a D3 school? I, I believe that I could have. But for me, I wanted to go to a big school and just be part of a big school, and I gave up the football dream to do that. And that's that's fair for a lot of kids. But if you want to keep the dream going and you want to keep playing football and you love it and you want to get yourself uh, a nice college education for it, by all means, I, I think D2 let's, and D3 uh, and junior college is the way to go. Let's get to some more questions. I we got one got for you. Um, Oh, here's a good one for you. Who's taller, Brandon Suprinit or Coach Veal from Helix? I've stood next to uh, Roland Veal a handful of times. I think I am taller than him. You think you're taller than V? Yeah, I think I, I am. I don't know, man. I'm, I think Veal might be taller than how you, all, How tall is Veal? 5'7"? Because uh, I'm 5'7". So. You guys are about the same. But see, he's got that long ponytail, and he always wears a hat, so it makes him look bigger than you. No, dude, hats make you look smaller. I don't think so. The ponytail, though, that's that's nice. That's, I do like the ponytail. Nice ponytail. That is kind of OG. Uh, who else we got in here in this? In oh, this, uh, Chase Osborne. He's got one. My guy Chase. Best league in the section. Best league in the section. We've talked about this, and I we're biased. I I've brought up I you know what, and I and I don't want everybody. Remember what yeah, I said? You can like, come from my hat. Look, I'm not going to put any disclaimers months, out there. The Western League. Ago, the Western League is the best league in San Diego County, hands down. Anybody want to come at me, bro? Come at me. I, I I'm agree good with that. And 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 the biggest case is is Granite Hills is top three in the Grossmont Hills League, and Madison's one of the bottom teams at right now, apparently in the uh, in the and Western Madison League. And Madison beat them soundedly. I mean, they okay. beat them. Top QBs in the section. Who you got? Uh, I, I was gonna get on my Western League 
so oh I know, man. I, we, I, we've been I, there, I, done so that. So if I had to rank the top two leagues, I'd go Western. I honestly would go Grossmont Hill second. And then this I'd year. probably go Avocado this year. Okay. That's how I do it. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would say that. that two weeks ago. I said the Grossmont Hills League is a lot better than people think. Yep. And now all of a sudden, everybody after the Steel Canyon coming in, too, now they want to crown right. Grossmont Hills a bit. Just because you have the best team right now doesn't mean you have the best league. That's Alabama, true. SEC. Whatever. Shots fired. Uh, best, best quarterback in the section? Yeah. Who's the best quarterback? I know who I'm taking. Who are you picking? I'm taking Tyler Buckner. It's hard to argue with that just because the offers. Dude, that he he's has. committed to Notre Dame. How many other quarterbacks do we have committed to any Power Five schools? I don't think we have any. I don't think we have any either. Um, but not only that, but the kid put up 768 all purpose yards, which is second all time in the state of California. My second guy on this list, though, I'm going to go to a little known school that, that not many people know about in San Diego. Is it I'm going to take. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Hoya Country Day. And EJ Kreutzman. He's committed to play Clemson baseball at Clemson, but guess what? He's leading the entire state of California in passing yards. He's number two in the nation. I'm taking those two guys. Bormeister did that too, didn't he? What's your point? I'm just. Can I, you do I it? Like, I like Buckner. Can you do it? No, I can't. I don't okay. I never played quarterback. Moving dude, right easy. along. All right, Moving um, right along. He didn't get to my picks. I like okay, Buckner too. Um, I liked. You know who I liked a lot was um, University City's sophomore quarterback, not Gunner Gray. I like Gunner Gray too. I thought he made some good throws, but his uh, their backup's pretty good. I forget his name. I think it's Moore. Um, as I go around the county, I think uh, DJ Ralph's not going to get a lot of praise because he runs the wing tee, but he runs that offense well. Um, are we talking passers, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I like out of the guys I've seen, I'm trying to think of all the guys I've seen. I, I thought um, Odom, is that who's that Grossmont? Yeah, Jamie. I thought he played pretty he well. He is too. doing well this year. I think he runs the spread offense really well, too. I, I might think but he's again, been a benefit all, of his system a little bit. But these are all runners up to Buckner. Yeah. Right? I think we agree on that. What else you got? Let's go me? game day rituals. Meech six, at 619 Meech wants to know. He wants to know yours. He doesn't want to know rituals. my game I'll day I'll tell you, the, it, what do you think is the most interesting game day ritual I have? The most interesting? I have two of them that I think. Do you, what, do you wear like uh, game day underwear or something? No. I'm not 12. Oh, dude, easy. For all those right. game day underwear people out there. Shots really? fired at what are they? What are they, 12? I don't dude, you know. Dude, who does that? Who does that? There. I don't know. I'm just, if you're you said a 45-year-old guy and you cra- wear the same you said underwear. Crazy. You said something crazy that you did. So Not I crazy. Something I said that crazy. interesting. That's, well, that would also be an interesting topic. Not really. I don't want to know about your underwear. I don't want to know about it either, but it would also That's be. That's not interesting it, to me. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm throwing out <laughs> things that would be weird. When I hear interesting, I hear weird. That's what I think of. Okay. All right, Every game day I do two things. Scream into Twitter? I shave my head. So it's like completely shaved every game day, oh, every so Friday clean, morning. So a clean cut. I, clean cut. All I right, got to shave right. it. I got to get it like super. I got to break out the big, clean that baby bad boy up. Second thing I do, and I bet most people don't know this, chili cheese dog from Wiener Schnitzel. You go to Wiener Schnitzel? What Wiener Schnitzel do you go to? It, it depends on which one I'm close to. If I'm close to the inner city, I'll go I to only the one know, over by Helix. I only know There's two one over Wiener by Schnitzels. Helix. And then uh, if not, I'll go to the one by Hoover. And if I can't get that... It's carne asada fries. Carne asada fries. I like that. My uh, game day meal always is the last three years as a coach has been board and brew. Bro, getting board and brew. I don't even know what that is. So, dude, that's a sandwich shop, bro. Look it up. It's good. Go there. Google that, dude. I thought it was beef and bun. Oh, dude, beef and buns. My uh, East County game shake after the game. All right. Just because I can't get it, but th- that would be that would be mine. Uh, the two wiener sisters I know about are one on off the ninety four by Monta Vista. In Casa de Oro. Oh, yeah, there is one there, yeah. Um, just because my grandparents live over in Casa de Oro. All right. And the other one I know of is in PB. 
It's right up. It's right right by all the car dealerships. Um, I drive by it. Plus, I mean, there's a handful that I, that I see all over the place that used to be Wiener Schnitzel. They're now taco shops. Like there's one by Granite Hills that used to be a Wiener Schnitzel. There was last question I want to go over at LB Coach Tate asks, have any players that weren't on TD's radar preseason caused his eye so far? Yes, absolutely. I will tell you this: preseason. Um, oh my goodness, now I'm gonna forget the kid's name. That's horrible. Cameron Brown. I thought Cameron Brown was a fantastic slot receiver. Um, that's why I looked at him, but I thought he was an undersized slot receiver. That kid has earned my respect. I mean, he was chucking the ball all over that Saints defense against a really good secondary. Um, more than anything, I would say that Cameron has impressed me. Uh, preseason, I had some question marks to, uh, of him as, as a wide receiver. I think Robbie and the coaching staff over here did a fantastic job of making the adjustment and putting him behind center. And I think it gives him a dynamic playmaker back there in addition to Elian Noah that teams are going to have a lot of trouble with. So that's the one player that absolutely was not on my radar. Hashtag, I was sleeping on him. Now he's on my radar and he's got he's on my respect. Uh, I don't know if this guy was on your radar or not. I bet you he was. But um, this guy's highlight tape, um, and I saw it on Twitter. He, he plays at Morris. His name is Jacob Hicks. Oh, I've been new about that. Hicks. I, that guy, I, I, I'm impressed with his tape. I think he is a badass. He comes yep. downhill hard. It's old school. He's not afraid. Just ask that running I mean, back he from Hilltop. Had, that hit he had on Hilltop last week was uh, a devastating. Ouch. He comes up and just hammers that Hilltop kid, um, and he stands over him a little bit. But he's uh, he. I like I like the way he fills. I like the way he gets the ball. Um, you know, as a secondary coach, I want my guys to play like him. I want yeah. him to. I want my safety. I want him downhill, getting to the ball quick, and that's 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 the type of quality that we're talking about earlier with D one yeah. schools. That's a quality D one schools want. That will make you stand out. That's going to make you stand out. It doesn't matter what size you are. You can get to the ball quick yep. like that, fast, and with bad intentions, you're going to get picked up. Bad intentions. I love that. I got one more to shout Within out. Within the rules, I, I forgot. Sure. I got one. I got one more shout out. I want to give. That's uh, Robert Tucker at Grossmont. Mm-hmm. Robert was not on my radar whatsoever, um, and he has come out uh, guns a blazing, and really helping carry that Grossmont team. Robert Tucker, hats off to you, young man. Uh, let's get to it. We're kind of on the bye week this week. Um, a lot of teams have buys. There's only a handful of games going on. Uh, what game are you going to this week? Um, it's kind of slim pickings. Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I won't be in San Diego Friday night. Ah, oh. but I will be seeing a San Diego player on Saturday. Oh, where are you going? I will be at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, to watch Chris Olave and the Ohio State Buckeyes take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Did he hook you up with tickets? Yeah, he didn't, but I got tickets. <laughs> 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 I think if Chris Olave somewhere in, I'd be like, "Oh no, not that guy." No, dude, he's not one. Not. Of, he's not a top dog fan. So let me just put it out there. I just want to enjoy seeing one of our San Diego boys play out there. Um, they're close enough that we can actually see, go up there and see Ohio State. So I will be out of town this weekend. Make sure you turn in, tune in to watch the Prep Pigskin Report Friday night. What's the game of the week? Uh, I think it's actually Grossmont. Uh, Grossmont Madison? Madison, I think, is game that's, of the week. That's a pretty good game. Uh, let's let's roll through some of these right now. I know you got to get back to work. i got to get back to uh, doing things as well. Um, as I go through it, um, El Camino at Eastlake, uh, a game last year that ended in uh, not-so-good uh, terms. I know they played With each other bad again. bad intentions. I know they uh, played each other again in the playoffs, but uh, let's, let's check out El Camino and Eastlake, uh, who potentially might not have their coach on Friday. Uh, no comment. I will say, you know what? I think Eastlake is is going to struggle. I mean, obviously, if if McFadden's there or not, if he's in the booth, he's on the field. I I don't know what that's going to look like. 
But whenever you have a disruption like that in your coaching staff or some question marks around your program, uh, inevitably these are kids. It's, it's going to affect that program. I think on the other side, El Camino is trending upward. Uh, I think they just won. Didn't they beat? They um, just beat Tory. They swept Torrey. them so, in like all levels. I was kind of like, wow, that was okay. I'm impressed. I see what they're doing up there. Um, I'm actually going to take El Camino in this one. Hey, Red Jackson, you hear that? I'm taking your son, Zion Jackson, and I'm taking Jordan Wilkins and Armin Trout and uh, – Tina Samoa and all your boys up there at El Camino to take out East Lake this week. I'm curious to see how East Lake's really difficult schedule plays into this game, um, but again, it's uh, high school kids. Any type of distraction is, is uh, usually really detrimental. So I agree with you. I think uh, El Camino will get this one. Uh, Lincoln at Modern Day. I think this is a little intriguing um, because Modern Day gives up a lot of yards this season. They've given up two record-breaking nights back to back. Do you think Lincoln has another record-breaking night? You know, when I think about this game. There's a song that comes into my mind. It's called Bombs Over Baghdad. They're going to be going deep all night long on that secondary for modern day. So I'm just saying, I think this. I don't think this is going to be very interesting. I think that they're going to, Keyshawn Smith and those boys over there at Lincoln are going to go over the top and over the top and over the top again. I'm predicting did they 56. Beat, did they beat Buckner? 56. Did they beat Buckner's record they set against modern no, day? No, come on. Come on, no. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. Um, 56 21. Modern day is going to take their lumps this year with their young defense, but they're going to hey, be Hey, but I like Aiden Calvert. I like Aiden Calvert. Aiden Calvert is another one of those kids that's yeah. like, he just he's physical and he makes plays. Yep. Uh, he's and he, hey, and guys over there at Lincoln, linebackers, you better wrap this kid up because he will lower the head and put a boom on you. Uh, let's I don't want to make his highlight tape. Let's keep going through here. I'm looking through trying to find uh, some games that are uh, really intriguing to me. Oh, what about the, um, uh, in terms of. Uh, you know, the Tony Burner Memorial game, it's a very special night for, for Ron Burner and, and uh, you know, his staff at El Cap. He used to coach at West Hills. It's a West Hills-El Cap uh, rivalry game. Of course, they lost Tony Burner, um, and it's a game to honor him, uh, the nice little rivalry game. What do you think about, uh, you know, I know El Caps hasn't won a game yet, but, uh, you know, they're going to be I'm wanting to win that game. I'm taking Papa Burner. You're taking it? They, Papa they, Burner. They won Papa the game Burner, last look, year. He's looking at this, and he's like, look, dude, we're, we haven't won a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's licking his chops, and this is his son. This is in honor of his son. He's gonna take it to West Hills. I think so too. All gas, no breaks. Last year they did the same thing. They beat West Hills, but you know what? I mean, he, Tony used to coach at West Hills. I think he went to West Hills, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and Ron uh, Senior used to be at West Hills as well. Uh, I know Ron Burner Jr. will will fill us in on all the details that we missed. But um, West Hills, this is not a game. They don't want to lose this game either. They wanted to keep the trophy. Uh, last year, so it's 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 great. I think it's great for the community. The two communities coming together for uh you know for 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 what happens. So hey, West Hills, I'm sorry, but you're not beating Papa you Burner beat. in this I, game. I can't look. It's Tony be Burner's tough. on his daddy's side. Come on now. I can't I can't see West Hills ever beating Ron Burner in this situation. But we'll uh, we'll see how that game goes. I got uh, one like question: the, Who's your daddy? <laughs> Um, one of the games that we got two out of town games that are interesting. Oaks Christian at Helix and Tesoro at Poway. Tesoro, let's start with Tesoro at Poway first. Tesoro is a really good football team. A lot of people think Poway are going to be, um, you know, in for their uh, uh, a tough game on Friday night. We know you're repping San Diego, though. I'm taking Poway. You're taking I don't Poway. care. I don't care about Tesoro. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a pause there, and Josh uh, was it Josh Burns, Borns, Josh Butler, Josh Butler. That was back. for you. Okay. <laughs> You, you and I have had an interesting offseason at USD. You know what I'm talking about. Um, go out there and show them what San Diego football is about. Take those Poway Titans and go out there and beat Tesoro for me. Let's go. He's the youngest of like, about Let's like go. eight family members in that family. 
They all the and the funny part is all the older ones liked me. <laughs> this kid don't like me. It's okay. He's a St. Michael's kid, man. I, no, he, I, he just I, kept I staring me down. <laughs> uh, Oaks Christian at Helix. This is a game that uh, we're talking about. Cathedral hold on, hold beating on, Saguaro hold on. and Centennial putting out San Diego on the map, but Helix wins this game. All of a sudden, San Diego's really on the map. Let me say this. I've doubted <laughs> Helix for two straight weeks. All right. There's no way in God's green earth I'm going to go well, three straight weeks. Before you say that, go ahead. you don't pick them the last two weeks and they win. If you pick them this week and they lose, you might oh, be come the on. ultimate Helix come curse. Come on. Don't oh, say, that. say that. No, why you put that out there, man? Dude, here, this is why you got to this is why you got to not take Helix cuz if you don't take Helix and they win, no, all I'm of a sudden Helix. you know. I don't care about your whacked out far left logic. If they logic. lose, it's your fault. No, it's not. It don't is. say it's that. Your fault don't say that. <laughs> Listen, they're going to come from my Jasmine Brown, Cameron Brown You're family. You're so many phone calls. The, the Fletcher family. The, they're By all the going to come after me, man. We couldn't remember Keontae Scott's first name, Keontae. I want to make sure. Yes. We, it's Keontae. Keontae. We know. It's Keontae. We got it. You're, I just can't ca- spell it, but I got it. I think it was Key, uh, K-I-O. You, did you just say Key? K-I-O. You went to go spell it and say Key? Yeah, Key. Keontae. That's funny. Well, I was already uh, pronouncing K-I. Listen, I'm not betting against Delshawn. I'm not betting against... El Elyon. El Elyon. I'm not betting against Cameron Brown, Jaden Brown, Jeremiah Fletcher. Um, Keontae Scott, since we threw Keontae him Keontae Scott. No, uh, the big, tall D, uh, linebacker. Kahara Hill. Oh, no. Linebacker. Um, uh, outside Carol? guy. No, I, I gave Carol his love, too. Shout out to Carol. Oh, no. The junior. The big, tall... It's not Connor The Washington. big, tall kid. Um... His mom played roller hockey sure and on, played for the um, uh, the minor league women's football team. I blew it. I had the kid's name. I blew it. Is it their tight end who's got the super hard last name to pronounce? No. But I'm just saying, I'm taking the Scotties. Ride or die. If they do lose, it's not my fault. But you're not going to lose. You're going to win this game. You're going to show San Diego. And I'll tell you what. Let me ask you this. Paul Rudy and I were talking about this, and he said this to me on multiple occasions. If they win this game, is that the greatest three weeks in the history of football for Helix where they beat an undefeated Cathedral team, an undefeated Saints team, and then turn around and beat an undefeated team this week? That might be the greatest three weeks in the history of the program. Uh, I'd have to go back on Parlison Sports and break it down. I, yeah. Helix has done so many great things over the last— I get that, I but mean, think that, about right? that, though. You're basically 9-0. and is what you're going against, and you gotta get three straight wins against nine zero teams that are they're top twenty in the nation. That's that's an accomplishment. I don't care what nobody says. That might be the greatest three weeks of football in the history, in the history of Helix football. Helix? And, and listen, fans out there, if you listen to this, and you guys can find the research if there's anything different, if you see some different, yeah, you might think. Us. I want to know. I want to know. I'd love best, to hear about the best that. three game stretch Helix has ever had. Because I know I'm thinking about it, it's like that's a pretty good three in the um, straight stretch. weeks. You know, so. That's my. What no, I'm about, uh, well, they lost the Folsom in the championship. But, but what about they had to beat they had to beat Oaks to go to the the state championship game against Folsom, right? Yeah, but this regular season though, I know. But I was just like, I mean, that's a pretty tough stretch too. I don't know. Going through the playoffs and then you had to play Mission Hills, who was undefeated, in the championship game against Alave, and then you had to go against uh, Oaks Christian on the road, and then you had to go up to against Folsom, which you know they but they didn't win all. Those I know, games. but I'm just saying, so. it's like, well, who what was the semi game for them? Yeah. Um, no, I'd have That's to. I'd ride. have to put some research into that. Yeah, uh, but I do like that. I do like that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other games. Oh, we're going to be at uh, Bonita Vista at Hilltop. Uh, knock on wood, if you're with me, just because uh, the equipment was not working when we were down there today. Uh, so we're hoping that that happens again. I, I, forewarning now. Um, 
we really want to do that game, but if we can't get on the air, we cannot do that game. Um, so we're working on it right now with our engineers to get sure all our equipment's good to go um, to make sure we can broadcast that game. I just want to throw that out there just in case at the last second we have to switch. It's not because uh, we don't want to do a South Bay game. It's because we just can't do it down there. Uh, I guess cell towers down there are, are a serious issue right now uh, down by the border. They've having some issues with Verizon and AT&T, uh, which is what we use. So there's some stuff. So that can I give hands. you a kid to keep an eye on that game? What? Can I give you a kid to keep an eye on in that game? Absolutely. Running back. From Benita Vista, sophomore running back, Darian Whaley. Mm-hmm. Last week against uh last week against Patrick Henry, four touchdowns. Great right. young man. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. I think this is a good I was talking with our athletic director, uh, Nancy, today. Um it's a good little rivalry. They're just down the street, uh not too far. Um and uh, it's the it's the one of the lower teams from the Metro Mesa going against one of the higher teams of the Metro South Bay Pacific. The middle know. one, the middle one. Hilltop's the, middle the best team of the middle team, right. uh, the middle league. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure last year Benita won on a uh, kick return for a touchdown. I think it was a walk-up kick. I think Luke Ramirez told me that. Uh, I'm excited to see these two teams play. I, I'm excited to go down to the South Bay and do our second game down there that we've done. Uh, we did one at East Lake last year. Uh, it's good to get down there and, and do some games. So I'm excited to do that game. I hope we can do that game. And uh uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, that's that's it for uh, games this week. Uh, we got your mailbag. We talked about the rankings. What else we got? That's all I got. We're good to go. Have I mean, a great weekend it. of football. Everybody stay safe. Uh, make sure you listen to your coaches. Coaches, make sure your kids hydrate. It's going to be weird weather here in San Diego this weekend. Uh, humidity. Yeah. They got a tropical it's storm off sick. the coast. Yeah, we're it's both coming down with something. Right so. now. Well, not only are we busting our butts right now and, and, and covering everything. Remember but. why you do this. Remember why you coach. Remember that these young men, are they look up to you as mentors. Um, for some of them as surrogate fathers. Remember the special place you hold in their lives when maybe they don't listen to everything you say or do what you want them to do. Uh, just try to have compassion and love for them and, and understand that we're just, our job, part of the job there is to help them become men. And uh, go out there and have fun for you. And every team that is not at a game, go out and support games. Let's go yeah, support go high school games. football. Go you to don't games. Have a game, get go your to scouting games. in. Go, go go to games. Parents of uh, players and stuff, go to your local game. Uh, any fans that just like high school football that are listening, that you know, maybe on the fence, anybody that's listening to 97.3 on demand and want to know what the high school football scene is, go out and uh, watch your local high schools and support your local high school football programs. He is Chris Smith, Top Dog. I'm Brain Soprenit. We'll see you guys next week after another fun uh, week of high school football. get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com